and I went to uh, about the lowest that, that you could go on the booze. And then when I just when I was at that point, I knew there was no out. I just there was no good thinking at all. I, there was no way out of it, so I just didn't care no more. So I went to the other stuff. I went to the heart, the the, the drugs and. And uh, then I really got in bad shape. I got down to about 105 pounds, they said. And I looked terrible. I looked awful. I sung terrible. And uh, I was terrible. More than being concerned, I felt sorry for him because I saw a man that was destroying himself. And I was helpless to the, you know, what could I do? Uh, there have been a lot of people that had tried and, and failed, but uh, I felt like that somebody needed to do something. What have I done? You are drunk. I, I drunk. am not. Yes, you are. No, sir. I was afraid he was going to die. My name is Ryan with the Country Music Critic, another edition with... I'm Jordan, also a Country Music Critic. What you just heard is a clip you can find online in a lot of different places, but we got that from... Q-U-T Master. Um, yeah, today we got the Rolls Royce of country music, Hall of Famer, the possum himself. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. George No-Show Jones. That's right. And you know, this one right here, Jordan, it intimidated me because I have been searching all week. And as a as a country music fan since the fourth grade, there's stuff that I know, but then there's stuff that I didn't know, and there's plenty more out there that I'm sure that we've not even yet to begin to know. I'm pretty sure we could talk for three years straight and still not cover everything that happened in his life. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, you know, I don't know any other better way to start it than as when he was a child. So, uh, George... Jones was born George Glenn Jones. He was born to his dad's name was George Washington Jones. Mm, which, residential. Uh, right. I know. Isn't that a cool <laughs> thing? I seen that uh he worked at like a shipyard down there. And um his mom, Claire Patterson, which uh she was a piano player at church, and uh Martha's born, pissed. Right. <laughs> he was born September the 12th, 1931 in uh, Texas. So, got a really fascinating part about his birth. Now, when he come out, the doctor dropped George Jones huh. in delivery and broke his arm. And as you're going to see, he's had his arm broke a time or two that we have information about. And from what you're about to hear, there's so much stuff on him. I would say he's probably broke his arms more times than the public knows. True. Yeah. So he broke his arm. So if you can imagine having a child and then the doctor dropping him, you know, I, I, mean, I would use that as an excuse for a lot of things in life. I claimed that about my brother my whole life, but I mean, it didn't actually happen, but yeah. Right, it sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Like, that's what's wrong with him. Oh, right. My doctor dropped him when he was born. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> so, George was, uh, he uh, he had five brothers, 
five sisters, which that's a houseful in itself. Yeah. His uh, he started. He got his first guitar between seven and nine. There's a lot of info out there on when it really was. But his dad would get drunk, come home, wake him up, and make him sing or take a beating. Now, could you imagine living? That's like not that? some motivation. I don't know what is. I know exactly. So you know, like that, like Randy Travis said about George Jones. A lot of people are taught to sing from the heart. He sung from the heart. That's the only way that George Jones ever known to sing was right from the heart. Because I think he was uh, singing for his ass. Right. He he sung it to keep from getting his ass beat, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so the first amount that George Jones ever made for playing guitar, now this is before the hits, before anything, it was $27 is what he made, and it was such a thrill to him that time. You know, and back then, $27 was quite a bit. Yeah. So it's more than we're making, right? Right. He he's got us beat in the leg. <laughs> he does. So as we go, uh, George Jones, he was married. I have it right here. He was married four times. He was married to a lady named Dorothy from 1950 to 1951, and they wasn't even married long enough for the first child to be, uh, you know, raised while they were married. Then he married Shirley. Then he married Miss Tammy Wynette, the first uh, lady of country music from 1969 hmm. to 1975. And then, of course, when he passed away, he was with Nancy. Nancy, you'll hear in the story, has a big part to play in George finally getting sober. He married her in 1983, and they were married up until the day that uh, George left us in 2013. Which is pretty fascinating. Yeah. You know, she was uh, the one that finally got him right. Well, I mean, she had to have a lot of patience because he was a bit of a hellion. Oh, speaking of that, man. So here's here's the information that I have found. One time, him and Stonewall Jackson was playing a bar in New Mexico. Somebody throws a beer at Stonewall Jackson while he's playing. George stands up and says, who's the dumb son of a bitch who tried to hurt my buddy? And about this time, this, this figure comes stepping out of the dark. And as he got closer to Jones, Jones realized how big this dude was. <laughs> he was massive. So these cowboys beat the hell out of Jones. Jones says that the only thing he remembers was getting hit one time, and it <laughs> knocked him plumb over. He lands into this 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 like pile of like water on the ground or a mud puddle or something, <laughs> and they're kicking the shit out of him, and he's unconscious. Well, Stonewall Stonewall sees what's going on. So he goes down there and he tries to break it up to keep from George Jones from, you know, dying. Yeah. And, of course, he gets his ass kicked, too. So that was another time that he got in trouble. Hmm. Uh, and then uh, they were in that area. He was playing with a guy named Red Civilian. I, I don't know much about this guy, but they were playing cards and... 
Uh, it starts out to where, you know, George wants to pick a fight. It seems like he likes to pick a fight when he's drinking. Well, Red didn't want to fight him. So George starts picking on the fiddle player. Well, the fiddle player, he don't want to fight him. He goes and locks himself in the bathroom. So he's in the bathroom for hours, and George Jones is just sitting like all that in middle school. Right, <laughs> waiting on him. Well, George Jones gets tired of waiting and goes to the steel radiator. Have you ever seen a radiator? Like, yeah. And that heats the room? Mm-hmm. So he beats the hell out of it and messes his hand completely up. Mm-hmm. Off. Then we go to like 1962. He's playing in this place out in Kansas to where one hour a country star plays, the next hour a stripper does a strip tease. And this rotates all through the night. Well, George, being George, goes home with one of the strippers. And as he's lying in bed naked, her husband kicks open the door, beats him up, breaks his arm. Okay, so that's hmm. that's the second time that we know of that George has had his arm broke. Oh, good. But then he has to give credit to Mel Tillis in 1959. As they're driving down the road, they get into it over no telling what, and Mel Tillis is holding his arm down to keep him from swinging. And he breaks his arm. So. But I got one more. Okay, this is, this is a, a crazy fight. They are at the border of Mexico, and they decide that they're going to go into Mexico, drink, and have a good time. So George Jones finds these Mexicans, and they can't speak English. So George is playing with them, you know, talking about their mama and first thing another. Well, they finally pick up to what's going on. So they pull out knives. So George and his drinking buddies, they take off running. They find a cab. They tell the cab driver, get us to the border. The cab driver only understands border. So as he's taking off, the recount of it was is that people are like throwing knives at the car. They're trying to kill George Jones. But he did make it safely back into the USA. Wow. It sounds like to me he runs his mouth a lot. I mean, he ran his mouth a lot. That liquid courage. Yeah, yeah. You know, it always got the best of him, it seems, you know. Seems like it usually does. You yeah. Know, you win a couple of those battles, but, yeah, the other stuff went out ultimately. It always finds its way yeah. back. So, you know, he had the big hit. His very first hit was, why, baby, why, baby, you make me cry, baby. Have you heard that song? I have, actually. Okay. I did a whole lot more research this time than I did on the first episode. I got you. So what did you think of that song? I mean, it was all right. It's not my cup of tea, per se, but I, I enjoyed it. It was, uh, I mean, he's got a few different styles of songs that he you know, performed, but I think he's got his own sound, which, just to be honest, it's not my preference. It's kind of boring. Of course, that was country music then, you know. Right. That was that was how it was. Um, and I, I mean, it's all right, I guess. But I mean, I'm not gonna sing or dance to it. Right. <laughs> it's, it's not very exciting to me. He had a lot of music that kind of sounded like, you know, Jerry Lee Lewis, like it's the you know rock and roll ish you know sound to it. 
whole lot of piano play in the background. Did you know that he recorded a full rock album? And because they tried to push him into that rockabilly stuff because it was around the time that Hank Sr. had passed away, which was one of his biggest idols. Mm-hmm. And Elvis was coming into the play. And actually, they talked him into going to the studio. He made a complete rock album. He was so embarrassed of it that he personally bought all the rights to it and made sure that it didn't get out, you know, the way that it would have normally gotten out. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. And then, this, well, the same year that Why Baby, Why Baby come out, this is the kind of, I guess, atmosphere that you would say. He got paid $2,500 to go play this show. Yeah. So he plays the show, him and his band, they party all night long. The next day he goes into the record label and he says, you know, I'm broke. I need some money. They say, well, we heard that you got paid $2,500 last night. You flushed it down the commode. And he said, that's a damn lie. I only flushed 1200 down it. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he, he, he seemed like he may have been the life of the party. It just depends on if you were a female or a male. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So he, uh, I did read where, or I, you know, I, I haven't read in years, but I did hear um, that he, you know, flushed a lot of cash down the toilet on a on a regular basis, almost just like it just, I mean, literally flushed it in the toilet. Like wow. he didn't didn't you know, blow it. I mean, he blew some money, yeah, and he had he had yeah you know, really nice things, but. He was pretty, I mean, he didn't really, you know, <clears throat> rely on uh, money very much. He was a very, you know, simple uh, man, I guess you could say. Right. And I mean, you know, his voice, it, it was just, it was unreal. And I mean, he knew that he had a talent and it, it didn't matter at the end of the day, as long as he could sing, you couldn't help but like him, you know? Yeah. Um, they said that his generosity, uh, you know, he, he grew up poor, as you said, and um, Johnny Paycheck was a country singer that when he died, uh, George Jones paid for his funeral. He's like 50 feet away from the grave. And like where George is buried, he bought 30 cemetery plots around it just for that case if you know, a friend or a singer had passed away that didn't have the money to do it, he went ahead and covered it. And I thought that was pretty fascinating. Yeah, it is. It's it's really nice of him. Yeah. So what what else you got on it? Well, I mean, I just, uh, for the most part, what I did is I listened to his uh, Spotify channel. Um, So this is just a lot of his classic songs. Um, I've got a few notes on some of those my favorite of all his songs except for like there's a few that are an exception to that but for the most part if he's got that guy in the song doing the really uh, uh, deep lyrics like wham bam who shot sam you know that one right white lightning right i enjoy for some reason i like that yeah little deep voice guy <laughs> and, and, and the cleverness of it yeah yeah i mean it's 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 clever and he had some songs that were very witty 
Like, right. I don't know if you know the song, The King is Gone. I have, yep. That mm-hmm. came out in 1989. Oh, so it's not that old. Okay. Well, it is. Well, it's old, didn't... but. Right. Yeah. For me and you, 1989 wasn't that long ago. Right, right. I mean, my wife came in 1989. Did she really? <laughs> yeah, that's when she was born. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So, you know, also that when I was looking at his history, I noticed that his father really didn't take up drinking until his sister Ethel died. And I believe that had a lot to do with his father drinking the way that he did. And you would think, you know, most situations to where if the father is an alcoholic or the mother's a drug addict, that it kind of skips a generation. But it didn't with Jones. I think he just took to that as a way to, you know, mentally escape it. Yeah, I mean, either that or he had success early on and he was, you know, kind of spoiled to the opportunity to to go out and, you know, make a good time for himself right because he had you know the you know, finances you know the resources he had all the people in the world around him because he's this iconic you know figure and you know he had groupies you know like all that stuff was going on all right. the you know exciting stuff that all that comes the with stars it. have mm-hmm. right so i'm sure now- that helped with it too now, the first time that he met Johnny Cash and Elvis was at an event called the Hayride, which it's kind of like the Grand Ole Opry, except it's somewhere else. And it was a, a festival that they got to do. And that's when he got introduced to Buck Owens. They went out on the road. They did a couple of shows together. And George told Buck Owens, he said, you know, I'm tired of opening the show. And Buck Owens, you know, he was hot at the time. And he had all these massive hits by himself. So uh, Buck's like, well, you know, this is just the way it is. So George Jones said, I tell you what, come on out here to the side of the sh- the stage tonight and watch my show. And Buck Owens said, all right, I'll do it. Well, of course, George Jones was drunk. He yeah. uses up his band to do every song that Buck Owens was going to do. <laughs> so he sung all Buck Owens songs. So when the end of the show come, Buck didn't have anything to sing, you know? <laughs> I thought that was kind of fascinating. Yeah, that's really funny. really a jerk move, but... Right, right. But in their drunken state that they were in, it, it, it turned out better than I'm sure it could have. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so, but now when he married his first wife and they had a divorce... He joined uh, the Army. he became become a U.S. Marine. And the reason why he'd done that, he said, was to help pay his child support. Mm. Then he was uh, discharged in 1953. So, in between 1955 and 2013, the 58 years that his music was going, he had 160 chart singles, which just blows my mind. Wow. Yeah. That's I mean, a, could you imagine, like, what's a set list like? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I'm sure he got tired of some of them. I'm right? sure. You know? Well, I mean, you know, arguably his most you know, famous song, he hated it, so. Which is? Which is, he stopped loving her today. Right. <laughs> right. That was his biggest 
notable song that most people know him by. But yeah. you know, the one that I loved back then, that song, yeah. it, it, a lot of people think that it's about a Corvette. But right. it's not. It's it's about a good looking woman in the front seat and he loved the one that he had back then. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Yeah. I like that song too, the one that he, <clears throat> the the one that I loved back then. I also liked uh races on in here comes pride out the back street. I like that one. Right. Uh, That's a really good one. Who's gonna fill their shoes? <laughs> Massive. My awful attempt at singing, but um <laughs> so, so now Tammy Wynette, do you know the story about how he met her? No, I do not. It is so cool. So he has dinner with Tammy and her husband at the time, and her husband says something that is like very rude to her, you know, called her a name or something. And he thought George Jones would have got a kick out of it, but instead George Jones gets pissed off and flips over their da- their their kitchen table and he gives him down the road what he thinks of him and he leaves with Tammy Wynette. Huh. So that that's one way to impress a, a woman, I guess. Is uh, yeah, you know he got laid that night, <laughs> right? He he went ahead and claimed that. Yeah. So you know the time he that put they his were flag in it <laughs> between 1969 and 1975. They had multiple songs together, like Golden Rings and We're Gonna Hold On and The Ceremony. Yeah. And I will have to say, I listened to a lot of those songs. Mm-hmm. I didn't care for any of them. Like really? I don't know, I don't know what it was that. I mean, that's just my personal opinion, but um, that's you know, still the the wise words of uh, Will Ferrell. It just wasn't worth a velvet painting of a whale and a dolphin getting it on to me. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know, Golden Rings. It, it was a good one. It was one of the f- songs that I learned to play. Um, it, I thought it had you know a good meaning to it. The the uh, storyline of it, but you know, it is what it is when it comes to older songs like that. Yeah. So, but yeah, he is also noted as he lived every minute of every song that he sung. He could smell a hit a country mile away. Except for he stopped loving her today because he thought it was never going to be played on radio, but it turned out to be a gigantic hit. That was the only one I think he didn't, you know, see coming. Right. And that's what he told the producer. He's like, ain't nobody going to buy this damn thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was crazy. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's just a little bit of, yeah, you know, gap in his you know, judgment. He he didn't he didn't you know, see that one exactly because I mean it was that song is a heart wrenching song that somebody lived and he didn't live it. It was written by somebody else about somebody else. And I think that's why he didn't you know like it as much is because he didn't have that you know, personal connection with it. That does make but, a good sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I honestly think that's what it was because it was written. Yeah, by I think his friend or something. It was about you know one of his you know friends that he knew. The whole story in the song is exactly what his you know friend lived. So it's he did, he such an emotional song, and it's so 
I mean, it's a tearjerker. If if that song was made into a movie, I mean, I would cry, and I'm pretty sure, almost oh, like yeah. the Titanic. But and, and you know, that's quite. another thing. I'm I'm surprised that uh, did you just publicly say you cried at the Titanic? I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't I didn't hear that at all. <laughs> so, I mean, is there not a movie yet about George Jones? Because it would be a classic. I mean, if you include all the fights. All the songs, all the history, you know, and then it's yeah, all that together would make a massive hit, wouldn't it? It would. It would. It should. I mean, I don't know. That's... Now, do you remember that song in 1992 when he teamed up with Garth, Allen, Clint Black, and many more? And he recorded, I don't need your rocking chair. Let me tell you, I forgot all about that song until I was looking (laughs) it up. And I love that song. Yeah. I love that song. That's my favorite song that he's ever done. Really? Yeah, it is. Wow. Yeah, it's a really good one. It's a, that's probably one of the songs that I remember him most by then the Corvette song. Yeah, and then uh, what was the one? Tennessee whiskey. Yeah, but I mean, let's be real about that. It might have been good back then, but yeah, Chris uh, Stapleton made it his own. Oh my God, he made it into a, a song. The George Jones, like his version, I would just assume. I don't really want to say that, but I was going to say, you know, I put a noose around my neck, then listen to it because it, I think it's awful, but Compared, the lyrics are great. That, the thing is, is you can't unhear Chris's version. No, you can't. Ever. That's what makes it so hard for George Jones's version. And like before Chris Stapleton, that was one of the songs when I was coming up that I learned in my bedroom the three chord progression of Tennessee whiskey, you know? And when I, when I, when I, when me and you were even talking about uh, Chris's version, I even asked you, I was like, is it word for word? And you said it was because I'm so used to the George Jones version. Of course, Chris, I mean, he, he did, he nailed that, that, they say that that is the song that really launched his career, even though the album was amazing. The performance of him introducing it with Justin Timberlake, that's what made it such a big right. deal. Yeah. You know, of course, you just can't beat that guitar licks in it and the, so much passion that he sung in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, you take Chris Stapleton at the time that he recorded it, if they would have had those amount of tools back then, yeah, I don't know. It may yeah. or may not have been better. I don't know. It's but a long you just way can't off. unhear it. No, you, you can't. know because from here on out to you, Tennessee whiskey come from Chris Stapleton. Yeah, you know, you just can't put two and two together after you hear it. That's true. Yep. So uh, now, isn't there some rumors out there? That there is a George Jones drug tape. That's what I heard. Um, I listened to another podcast. I don't remember the History name. X. History X. History X. If you guys haven't listened to them, you guys go check them out. Yeah. Uh, they went into detail about 
these uh, drug tapes is what they called them. Evidently, if I'm remembering correct, um, he had been arrested and he got you know, bailed out. It was like a $1 million you know, bail. The kingpin people. Yeah. So yeah. he got you know, bailed out by these uh, uh, drug dealers that were somehow intertwined with the, you know, <clears throat> album, you know, label. Um, but anyway, so supposedly they held on to this album that had like you know, 36 songs on it or, you know, so they were yeah. told. I don't know that anybody's ever heard any of the songs on it. They've never even seen the tapes. I don't or even, if there's actual yeah. music on it. Or if there's if, if there's even you know, tapes to begin with. Like, they don't know. Uh, it's just a, a, a speculation. And I would assume that somebody would have came out you know, by now and said something because that's been a long, long time. And you know, they're running out of time to make any money off of them. So. <laughs> well, I mean, and here's another thing. You know, from the last update that I have from SavingCountryMusic.com, says that they are in a safe in Tennessee by a court-appointed attorney because the two drug dealers have died off. Of course, George signed his rights away the day that whatever deal that he made uh, with the drug dealers on this. So now it's going down the line of the kids from that. But uh, he did use his road ban which is something that you would do uh, because you wouldn't want a lot of people knowing about it by hiring musicians. But they do have all of the information to where he was at that studio that day and he did produce an album that nobody has ever, ever heard of. So, Yeah, it's wild. That is very wild. But, you know, also, we cannot not talk about this. So before Tammy Wynette, that wife hid all the keys in the house. <laughs> yeah. He was drunk and she knew that he liked to get out and drink and drive every now and then. So she was going to make damn sure that he wasn't going to do that. Well, being George Jones, he goes out, gets on his mower, drives to the store, gets alcohol, comes back. Okay. That <laughs> kind of made the headlines. Well, then when he married Tammy Wynette, she had to do the same thing. Except this time, he goes to a bar, he's in there drinking, and then Tammy shows up at the bar with the lawnmower parked out front, and he tells them, there's that woman of mine. <laughs> you know? And But as much good as he done, I'd say he did piss off a lot of people along the way, because it, he would do like 250 shows a year, and miss 50 to 60 of them. Yeah, I was going to say he would miss half of them. Right, you know, and like the situation in Ohio, which you can find on YouTube, I don't have the guy's name, but when I do get it, I'll post it in the uh, credits here, but he said that they were in Ohio one time, and George had a chance to fly to the next show, but instead he said, I believe I'll just ride the bus. So the manager right then knew that he was up to something. So he told everybody on the bus, keep an eye on Jones. Well, when they get to where they're going, Jones is nowhere to be found. And he asked everybody on the bus, hey, what happened? What happened? Well, we went to sleep, and I guess he snuck off the bus. So they're at the show, 20,000, 30,000 people is what the Internet says, and can't find Jones. So 
Somebody said they seen him walking in one direction. The manager takes off that way, and he sees two women out in the front yard just giggling. And he said, uh, have you guys seen George Jones? And they said, yeah, he come by and said he was thirsty, so we gave him some wine that we had. And uh, But he went down to the cab station. So they <laughs> went to the cab station, and they said, yep, they just took him to Nashville, Tennessee. So when the manager goes back to the concert venue to tell the people that have booked the show what's going on, the DJ overheard it and announces it on the loudspeaker. All hell breaks loose. I mean, these people been drinking all day long. They're throwing stuff at the stage. And the manager sees one of the hell's angels that he knew from the past. And he said, look, man, you got to get us out of here. They were cutting the the bus tires, throwing mm. rocks at the windows. Of course, George ain't even nowhere to be found, you know? Yeah. That's... So I'm sure there's situations that he put them in, sure. you know? I mean, could you imagine if you're in a band and you had this uh, drama queen like that? Yeah, that exactly. was causing all this I mean, trouble for you? As much as you want to idolize him, you also want to think about all the, the stuff that he'd done yeah. along the way that probably did cost people money and you know relationships and stuff and i guarantee it you know it's like uh there's also a story he used to have a place uh downtown nashville called possum holler and he got drunk in his own bar and got kicked out of his own bar (laughs) that takes talent right he goes down to tootsie's orchid lounge which is some place that if you've never been yeah. We've got to go. There's so much history on there. We could probably do an episode over Tootsie's. But yeah. so he goes down to Tootsie's and he had heard rumors that Porter Wagner was keeping his eyes on Tammy Wynette. Well, he huh. keeps the, he gets the ber- perfect time to confront him in the bathroom while he's taking a leak. George Jones walks right in there, didn't even care grabbed him where he shouldn't have and said, if you ever mess with Tammy Wynette, I'll kill you. (laughs) So, like I said, there's a lot of stories that we may never know. Right. You know, it would just take so much time to get them in such an hour episode. I mean, when when I'm mad, there's a lot of things I would do to another man, but that is not one of them. Right. No matter what. (laughs) No. Uh-uh. Now, I could think of a situation, you know, if they harm my child, you know. Well, I'm still not going to grab him by his, by his jewels. Well, you could grab it and cut it off. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. So, <laughs> did you have something you wanted to ask about the three songs? Oh, yeah. So, I think we're going to start doing a little bit in the middle of each podcast. And it's kind of like the old... It's not really a joke, but, you know, hypothetical. You know, you got to kill one, you know, marry one, then you have to, you know, make love to one. I'll say it in a nice way. But so for each artist that we cover, we're going to go over, you know, their songs. We're going to give our personal opinion on a song of that artist that we would like to fight to, a song we'd like to make love to, and not to each other, but, you know, in general. Um, I mean, you know, with ourselves, maybe I'm not sure, but, uh, oh, and a song we'd like to listen to on you know, repeat, you know, marry it, I guess. 
you would say. Um, but yeah, um, are you ready on that? I'm, you I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. What's your fight song? It would be the race is on. For the reason is, it kind of gets me hyped when I listen to it. I could see myself being in a fight and that song playing real loud. It wouldn't like it wouldn't drive me to fighting, but I right. think it would keep me in the fight. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, have a little talk with Jesus. I'm oh. just joking. I'm just joking. I, <laughs> I kind of thought, uh, you know, if, if they're singing that, I'm you know, singing that to the guy that I'm getting ready to you know, kill. But uh, you're about to meet Jesus. Have a little talk with Jesus, and we'll tell him all about it. But right. I actually also picked the races on. Really? So, yeah, I did. Okay. All After right. have a little talk with Jesus, of course. But now the now the next bracket, it's going to be really hard because George really didn't have. Those songs like Marvin Gaye are like, oh, no, 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 he did not. you know, it's yeah. not. Is there really a George Jones song? Put yourself back in that time. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get to your answer here in a second, but put yourself back into that time. Is there a song that you would have called up a radio station and say, play it for Mary Lou? <laughs> Maybe he'd stop loving her today. Mm-hmm. But mm, the one I loved back then, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Hmm. Well, this is a really hard one. Hmm, hmm. Let me tell you mine. You yeah, go back. ahead and tell me yours. Okay, I go. <clears throat> I have to go with. I always get lucky with you. That's a good and, one. Yeah, I mean, I think if. Of, of all of them, I'm not sure. There's a lot of sad songs, and there's not really, but. Um, I would say on the right, left hand this time. Okay. That song. Because yeah. I would kind of be telling the girl, hey, you're the right one this time. Mm. You know? Right. Uh, I'd say that about covers that one. Mm-hmm. Now, what song would you listen one? to on repeat? Oh, without a doubt. It would be, uh, let me confirm the second part of the name, Bartender. Okay, Bartender's Blues. Blues. Yep. Now, I'm just a bartender. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I could get drunk and listen to that all day long. (laughs) You know, Kenny Chesney did a cover of that song. It wasn't too bad either. But Mm -hmm. it was one of the ones that, you know, it was nothing like the Chris Stapleton situation. Right, right. No. Not everybody's yeah. Chris uh, Stapleton. No, Brett. He's a, a one of a kind voice that I'm sure we'll cover in the future. Absolutely, but, yeah. absolutely. But yet, have you heard the song uh, "The Grand Tour"? I don't know. Oh, it it is amazing. He's like, step on up, come on in. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, I have, yeah. I have, I have heard that. Yeah, yeah, and then finally Friday. I mean. The Beaver, yeah. 96.7 here in Bowling Green, Kentucky. They used to play that every Friday morning at 7 o'clock. I listen to a podcast, and they play it every Friday Yeah, of their episode. It's a radio show, but they also do it on podcast. Um, and I listen to it on podcast instead of just on the radio. But every Friday, that's one of the songs they lead in with um, right. into a segment. So, finally, Friday. 
but yeah. Did, My did song you... I'll listen to on repeat is I don't need your rocking chair. There you go. Yeah, because I'd get into that. I'd sing till I was hoarse. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I mean, I, you know, yeah. Like I said, I could sing that song forever. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a great, great one in itself. Um. Now, something else I want to start doing is because I do this on a regular basis. I see somebody walking. You know. I, in public, I'm in the dollar store. I'm in Walmart. Of course, you see a lot of, you see a lot of shit in Walmart. But uh, I don't know if you do the same thing that I do. But every time I see somebody, I'm like, oh, that person looks like they, you know, work at uh, Flamingo Rescue. You know, something that right. <clears throat> their look kind of, you know, says uh, that person does that. You know, they look like they do this. So I started thinking about, you know, when I see George Jones and I see a picture of him, if he's not a musician, he looks like he would be like the owner of an old bar, like an old fashioned, you know, retro bar with the wood tables, the wood, you know, a bar, a lot of beers on tap. But actually, no, I don't think he would have any beers on tap. I think he would just have bottles. He'd have bottles and. Yeah, you know, a lot of shot glasses lined up. That's how I picture him in his, you know, glasses that have a little tent to him, and uh, with his, you know, mutton chops that he's got. And I also, yes. I think he would be a bar owner, but on the side, he would be the president of an antique, you know, a car club. Because I think that's what he—that's just what he looks like. Yeah. It, exactly. I agree. You know. Yeah. Because everybody's got a unique look. Like, you know, last week, you know, Morgan Wallen, he looks like, like I said, I mean, I met him. He looked like he, he worked for the you know, circus. I mean, he looked like he worked for the county fair coming in. Right. Um, he could. He looks like a normal dude in eastern Kentucky or eastern you know, Tennessee. Yeah, so, you, you wouldn't know a difference. No, no. He looks like a lot of other dudes. Right. But, so... Um, I do want to shout out. We actually have a sponsor. Um, yes, yeah, we're sponsored by Cricket, not the cell phone company. We're sponsored by the bug. All Sits out in your long. yard and chirps and jumps around with their little skinny legs and makes all the noises at night. And close to here, we have uh, cave crickets, which are a little brown color. They come. In and out of Mammoth Cave all the time. And they decide they want to be our sponsors. So, ladies and gentlemen, you go out and you support those crickets. You give them, I have no idea what they eat, but you just don't kill them. Don't step on them. Don't run over them. I think that's why they want me to, you know, say, protect them. Because they're precious creatures. They would approve of that. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. (laughs) Damn. I I think that's what I got. Right. Well, that, that... It sounds good. You know, I I'd say we close it with the uh the 1999 award show information. Do do you remember watching that award show by chance? 1999. I would have been I, I'm pretty sure I was watching it because I watched it religiously. Right. George Jones was nominated um in a category for choices. The song that he had. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. The CMA asked him to shorten it for his uh, performance. 
And he said that he wasn't going to do that because choices, if you have heard it, you need to listen to the whole thing. Well, when Alan Jackson found out about it, in the middle of his song, Papa Top Again, where it should have been like the lead guitar, the solo, he stops and plays Choices, which is such a tribute to somebody. And the whole place was on their feet at the end of it. That's like a mic drop for Alan Jackson. Yeah, it is. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It shows a lot about Alan Jackson. I'm a fan of him as well. Uh, Right. One thing we do need to do is our rating. We do. We do. Mm -hmm. So, do you want to go first or you want me to go? Um, It don't matter. You want to go? All right. I'll do it. So, George Jones, I'm going to give him the first star because he is the living proof of what country music is in my mind. Like, when I think of country music, I think of a George Jones song. He gets a second star because I believe that a hundred years from now, there will be somebody playing a George Jones song. I give him three because he lived every single song. And I give him four because he's George Jones. I mean, how he's a Hall of Famer. He's done everything in the book. And I give him the fifth star. Five stars? Yes. Five stars. The first five stars that I've given on this show. I give George Jones five stars because before George Strait, there was only one George, and that was King George Jones. And that's my take. Wow. it's a pretty sweet take of you. Exactly. He would approve of that, I'm sure. He's probably not going to approve of mine. Um, I give him one star for, I mean, just for being a legend, essentially. He has lasted this long. I'm sure somebody will be listening to him in 100 years. I know I won't be here in 100 years, but if it was me that was alive 100 years from now, I would not be listening to him. Um, but that's just me. I'm not I'm not real big on that you know, type of music. Yeah, per se. Um, I'll give him two stars because he was pretty true to his word. If he said something, he did it. Um, if he sang about it, he did it. You know, he's Unless a sincere a person. Yeah. He's a sincere <laughs> person. Right. He he wasn't I mean, besides not showing up for yeah, your right. shows, like you said earlier, but uh yeah, besides that. He was kind of a jerk, but when you do <laughs> drugs and alcohol, that kind of make you do things like that. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, just, but that's a like whole other Like the house story. catching on fire? Yeah, yeah, like the house <laughs> catching on fire. That was uh, a little that's a whole story. Joke, that's really. a story for another day. Yes, yes. That'll keep, you, that'll keep comments, you tied in. Whoever yeah. comments on our Facebook page, we will release the inside story on that joke. Yeah, yeah, we will. Uh, but also, I'd like to do a competition. Oh, I gotta get my stars. Yes, I'll give him, yes. I'll give him three stars you know, total. The okay. other star is just because he is a you know, <clears throat> legend, Hall of Famer. But as far as his you know, songs itself, I'm not a huge, huge fan. I like I like a lot of them, but it's just not my cup of tea. But it, it's whatever. He's fine. Just not what I would listen to if I was uh, free. But 
you know, if I had a chance to listen to a bunch of other stuff, I wouldn't listen to him. But that's just me. Um, I'm, I'm sure he was a great guy. I never met him uh, like I did Morgan Wallen. But um, so my competition is what I'd like to do. If on Facebook, if you share our podcast and you like it and you follow it, then uh, we'll give you a shout out. On the next one. Yes, we and, will. Uh, yeah, we need to tell we'll, your friends. We'll, we'll, we want to. We'll even let you choose who we pull apart next. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. Well, hopefully, there's going to be more than one. So we'll have to we'll have to figure out how we're going to do that. But <clears throat> yeah, if nothing else, you'll get you know shouted out. Exactly. So. So where does this stars land? Uh, three, three. Okay, so we got actually three no. Stars. I can't do that. I I got to give him. Yeah, give him three point seven five. There you go, three point seven five. That's yeah. the King George. All right. Well, I don't have anything unless you have anything. I think my heart is clear. All righty. Well, we thank you guys for tuning in, and we know that this is not perfect yet. This is just our second one, and we may or may not have included everything, and no, most of the lot. stuff that we did find, <laughs> we, we found on the internet, and they were pretty reliable sources. So we ask for your mercy, please. <laughs> but anyways, next week we will be back here, same time, and we'll hopefully we'll have you just as good of content. Yeah, I appreciate it, uh, people. Thank you. All right, peace out.